It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, it is time once again for another episode of The Hangover, the Steelers Hangover from BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. My name is Brian Anthony Davis from Behind the Steel Curtain. Shannon White is with me. So any of you that are getting nervous that Tony Defio might be here, there he is. There's Tony. What is going on today, my friend? Well, uh, I'm frustrated with my computer. I, that's 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 the latest thing that's going on with me. What's going on with you guys? Uh, as far as computer goes, uh, I'm just going to knock on wood right now, and that's the best I can do on this Monday. But it seems like your computer is having a case of the Mondays and that song by Bob Geldof, I Don't Like Mondays. So there you go. Shannon White, what's up with you, my friend? Good afternoon, gentlemen. Just ready to get going. Getting ready to get going. Fantastic. Is uh, anybody having trouble hearing us out there? Because um, John Davis is saying that they cannot hear us, but I think we're okay. Let us know if there's a problem with the audio, and we'll do our best to fix it. So uh, Micah's the first one in the house tonight. Micah, hello. How are you? It's good to see you. And we've got Myrna, Jane, and Bert. Aloha from Maui. I always love it because it it was cold today in Maryland. Shannon, what was what was going on in West Virginia today as far as weather? It was low 60s, so it wasn't too bad today. A little windy, but could still get out and enjoy it a little bit. Okay, so Tony, 
you always give the weather report for Pittsburgh on your Friday night show. What's going on there? Uh, it's mid forties, a little, uh, a little chilly. Uh, I, I was hoping we'd have like some unusually good weather by now, but I guess that was what a couple weeks ago. Absolutely. Yep. That's, that's true. And I mean, we had some, some part of the weekend where it's like, Oh, it's, it's getting close to the sixties. And then it was ugly and it was weird. So that, that lion has woken up and said, Hey, I didn't get my, my time in the sun. So I am actually my time in the cold. So I'm going to try to uh, kick the lamb out of here. And I think that's what's going on. And I just realized when I was talking to you guys, Tony's in Pennsylvania. I'm in Maryland. Shannon's in West Virginia. I have been residents of all three of those states in my lifetime on this earth. And so we are making up, we are making up the unholy trinity of states here. So uh, that's who we will be. We're, we're like the hypocycloids of states. So uh, <laughs> that's what we should do. We should go ahead and get our, our BTSC Steeler logo. And instead of the hypocycloids, we just go ahead and put the outline of our states. And here's the really cool thing. All three states have very unique outlines. That's true. The shapes of those states are very unique, all three of them. So there you go. There's our little geography lesson as we get going. Um, I hope everybody had a fantastic weekend. I hope everybody in BTSC Nation had a very blessed time with family, with friends. I hope uh, if you were enjoying March Madness, that's awesome. If you were enjoying WrestleMania, that's awesome. I enjoyed both, but I also enjoyed something else this weekend, guys. I had an opportunity to uh, rub elbows with a couple of heroes and hypocycloids, one Deontay Johnson and one Najee Harris over the weekend. And mm. Tony, did you happen to see the video that I put on our private Slack channel? I no, I didn't. I was really busy this weekend. What, what, what was it was about with, with those two guys? So none of you guys read my stuff. None of you guys, Shannon didn't either. My goodness. Um, no, so I I solved the mystery. Every time you look for his middle name, this is Najee Harris. You when you look for his middle name online. It is Jerome. And, you know, Jeff Hartman loves to call him Najee Jerome Harris, which we've known that's not true. But Jeff's still going to go with it anyways. But I got his middle name by asking him. And I have my daughter took video of me asking him what his middle name was. Now, when I said that, I said, hey, I'm the podcast producer from Behind the Steel Curtain. I want to ask you because we and I wanted to go in and explain it. And he just cut me off. And he just said, are you the ones messing up my name? And he didn't say messing, but I'm just going to go ahead and say that. You're the ones messing up my name. I'm like, no, we're not. I'm not messing, messing uh, up your name. And he's like, what's my name then? And I said, well, I, I think it's pronounced Mazee. I know it's not your, I, I didn't even get that out. He goes, no, my first name. What's my first name? What's my first name? And it, no, it, 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 he wasn't mean. He, he was just having fun with me. And I said, it's Najee. And then he goes, good job. <laughs> <laughs> and so then, then I said, so I got to know the middle name, though. He said, it's actually Mose. 
pronounced Mose. So I believe it's spelled M-Z-E-E. But he goes, it's Najee Mose Harris. And he goes, or you can call me Mo. But I, I don't care about my, my uh, I don't care about my uh, middle name. It's just my first name. I, I just want people to get my first name right. And I'm like, hey, we got it right here. Then I say, and I threw my card down and he, he picked it up and looked at it. I said, if you want to be on our show, let me know. <laughs> so, so we will see what happens. I'm not holding my breath, but great guy. It, it was lots of fun to talk, talk to this guy. Um, it was great to talk to Deontay Johnson too. Just a really pleasurable person as well. I, I really enjoyed it. Fist bump. My nephew is really, was really glad to see him really gracious. I'll have to show you guys the pictures when I get a chance, but so that was a fun game, fun day. And we went to the, the assigning in Chantilly, Virginia that they do every spring. And there's always some Steelers there. So uh, I've had a chance over the years to meet a lot of guys. My son had a chance to, uh, um, hang out with Ben Roethlisberger at, at one of those signings years ago. So they're just a lot of fun. But so, gentlemen, that mystery is solved, and uh, I'm not going to be hanging out at Applebee's with them. But uh, maybe, uh, maybe one day we can. So I'm hoping. <laughs> so, how about your weekend? Who'd you meet this weekend, Tony? Um, nobody in particular. Uh... <laughs> Some good bowlers, uh, some fun bowlers. That's, uh, that's about it. Is it your dream? Now, Shannon, I don't know how well you know Tony as far as a bowler, but he is a very good bowler. Oh, yeah. And he uh, he skipped the Academy Awards last week to go bowling. And so Tony was actually going to be a, a seat filler at the Kodak Theater in Los Angeles. But he's like, no, boys, I've got bowling. So um, I don't I bowl during the Super Bowl sometimes. Yeah, he is he is a fantastic bowler too. Is it your dream to bowl with Jerome Bettis? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, it would, he would put me to shame because he's had so many three hundreds. Uh, but then again, my own team puts me to shame because you're all better than me. So it wouldn't it wouldn't be that much of a leap. So l- let me ask you this: Jerome Bettis or Ernie McCracken? Jerome Bettis. Okay. <laughs> Shannon White gets the kingpin reference mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, I don't know much about how bowling is scored. Now, do you ha- You say your team puts you to shame. Does that mean that you help your team because you have a higher handicap, though? Because there's a handicap in bowling like golf, right? Right, yeah. But uh, we're also we're, – we're all collectively really good, so we don't even – we don't really get the benefit from the handicap, so – uh, we, we're usually giving away a lot of pins. Does your team win the title every year? We won it once. We won it uh, in the fall. We won it in the fall. So that was pretty cool. That's why. And, and Monday nights are my trivia nights. And we've won titles before. We've come really close. And we kind of win a lot. So it's always good to be a part of a team. I'd rather be a better bowler because I just, I'm not a great bowler. And I have a, man. I did have one instance when I was bowling once. This was right after the uh, the Steelers won the uh, won the Super Bowl, and somebody gave me this. T- it wasn't a terrible towel, but somebody gave me this towel to pin to the back of my jeans because I was uh, bowling and my pants ripped all the way, 
And that was back in my alfresco days when I wasn't quite wearing, uh, I was going commando, let's just put it that way. And I really needed some help. So that was probably one of wow. my most embarrassing moments, bowling. There you go. You cannot erase that from your retinas and you'll never get that 20 seconds back from your life. So, Shannon, I'm going to move on and we're not going to talk about your bowling prowess because we're going to talk about the Steelers and the next big thing. So, oh, Steel Curtain says probably the BJ Finney pants. I've got to jump in. I've got to say this. I haven't told anybody that. So, I had an opportunity to replace the Finney pants yesterday at this show because this is where I bought the, where I was yesterday was where I bought the Finney pants and the Steelers Pro Store is there. So they actually have they have game worn jerseys and you can tell because they crinkle up here and they have the game worn <laughs> pants and that's where I bought them. And I ended up only paying 20 bucks for the pants because they were 40 and this was like three years ago. They were $40. I paid 20 for my Finney pants and they were a size 38. So this time around, I'm going if I can get that same deal. And they were like 50% off. So 20 bucks, not a bad deal. Perfect size. Size 48. I'm like down to a 46 now, but a size 48. They were Zach Banner's game-worn pants. But they wow. were $150. And they were 25% off. And I'm like, nope, I can't do it. <laughs> so I cannot do that. So uh, I was not able to replace the... the uh, <laughs> the pants yesterday but i was really trying <laughs> <laughs> shannon what what size pants do you wear if you don't mind me asking uh i think 44 right now tony what size pants do you wear uh 38 i will give you the i will give you my finny pants when i replace i'm ashamed that. i'm ashamed that, that he has the same size waist as me i you know like i asked zach banner about that too I said that to Zach Banner. I'm like, what's the deal? I bought Finney's pants, and he was laughing about this. This is when we had the interview two years ago. And Michael Beck and I were talking to him. He's like, he's got – Finney has, like, little spindly legs. <laughs> and he's just big up top because he's, like, a 300-pounder. And I thought I was fine. I didn't even look at the size pants when I bought them because this man's 300 pounds. I should be able to fit into his pants. Now, I'm thinking then, oh, Okay, he's a lot taller than me, but I mean, Finney's only about six foot, I think, right? Yeah, he's, he's not, not that, that big. tall. No, and I'm five eight, five nine. I figured that shouldn't give away too much, but no, Finney's got a, a, a thin waist for uh, an NFL lineman. That's amazing. Thirty eight, and I bought the wrong pants, so it's my goal. So, Shana, I'm going to give the the pants to Tony when. Uh, when I can finally replace them with another pair. If you do want to, I will let everybody know out there that if you do want to donate to the bad new pants fund, my new Steeler pants to get my banner pants, I would be glad to take your super chats and I would be glad to take your donations here at BTSC. There you go. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, I'm going to, I'm going to bring this, this question up here to get Shannon back in the game here. Um, Lakuda. Lakuda's a big fan, it looks like. Shannon, you did not release an article today. When is your next due? Um, hopefully tomorrow. It's in there, but, uh, you know, it's whenever they decide to, you know, post it. But I think All it'll right. be tomorrow. 
And that's that's on a uh, it's about that's on a receiver, right? Alec uh is it it's on Alec? Alex Pierre? Okay. I mean Alex Pierce, he's the wide receiver from Cincinnati. Okay. Very good. That's really cool. I am gonna answer Bo's question. I do have a Harris jersey. Um, I actually have both Harris jerseys. I have a Franco and a Najee. So, but I've I went a little jersey crazy that that one year. So I've I've got a lot of them. Let's talk about the next big thing in Pittsburgh. Now, when I'm talking about the next big thing, I'm talking about the NFL's next big thing. And gentlemen, would you feel that it would be safe to say that TJ Watt after last year, not just becoming the defensive player of the year, but becoming the becoming the leader all time along with Michael Strahan with 22 and a half sacks in a season and not playing in that extra game, not playing 17 games, playing less than 17 games. Do you think he is a big thing in the NFL right now? Absolutely. He's the current big thing. He is the current big thing. Um, Shannon White, do you believe that he's the current big thing? There could be more than one big thing. Yeah, well, he's the best edge player in the NFL at the moment. Uh, and reigning defensive player of the year, I don't think he gets much bigger than that. But let, let me ask you about this, and I'm I'm going off a little sidebar here. But when I ask you about, you know, it took him so long to break through. There were two other years that we thought he was going to win defensive player of the year. And you had a guy like Aaron Donald that just monopolized it. I mean, he owned it. Well deserved. I do not have a problem with that. I'm. This is not. I'm not saying that. All I'm saying is, is it TJ's time to dominate at that position? Yeah, I Damn think it. that. I think that the difference in what happened in the past when he lost out on the defensive player of the year awards was because that he had great statistics. He was impactful you know, all game ever, you know, the whole season, but he didn't make the enough splash plays, which I think a lot of times, you know, late in the game, game winning plays last year, he took it to that next level. And I think that's what helped him in the, get those votes to win defensive player of the year. So when I'm talking about next big thing, gentlemen, I am talking about guys that they come in and it doesn't have to be immediate, but they've arrived, they're there, and they're the ones everybody's talking about. I would definitely, it is very safe to say that Patrick Mahomes was a next big thing. Lamar Jackson was a next big thing. Um, For, for a cup of coffee, Robert Griffin III was the next big thing. That injury knocked him out of it. There are so many more. I mean, there are next big things. And I'm thinking that the Steelers have the potential to have next big things. The Steelers have had next big things. Troy Polamalu was definitely a next big thing, and so was Big Ben Roethlisberger when they came aboard. Mm-hmm. Who on the Pittsburgh Steelers right now could be the next big thing? And the, I'm not talking about just for the team. I'm talking in the entire league or is he not on the roster or is he coming to the roster? Tony, I'm going to start with you. Actually, I think it's a guy who's been here for a few years and I think it's uh, Mika Fitzpatrick. He's already the best 
safety in the NFL or free safety anyway. And, and I just think it's, he's still so young. He's just so young. And I don't think he's reached his prime yet. And I think when, before he's said and done, he's going to be, you know, in Troy Palomalu or since he's a free safety, Ed Reed territory, where he's going to be that guy that's, if he doesn't win the award, he's certainly in the conversation for defensive player of the year uh, more, uh, more than once. So, uh, I, I think he's the next big thing for the Steelers. Because, I, I, I mean, he's been here for three years. I think people are already starting to take him for granted. That's how good of a player he is. But, I mean, I don't think he's really hit his stride yet. But you're thinking NFL, though. I'm talking NFL. Yeah, 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 NFL, yeah. Like like the Defensive Player of the Year kind of level of a play. Like where he's considered – where he's a household name uh, all over the, the country, just like T.J. Watt is right now and Aaron Donald and those kind of guys. Okay, I want to bring in my buddy here, Reginald Rivers. Lamar Jackson ain't that good. He can't throw. I get that. I I will agree that I don't think he is a thrower, and we're going to talk a little bit more about Lamar when we talk about some other players that are coming up. But you got to say that, Reg, that uh, Reggie, that Lamar Jackson was definitely a next big thing when he came up because they were winning games. He was getting in the playoffs. He was an MVP. And he did everything to earn it. I mean, it doesn't mean that when I say next big thing, I'm even talking about flavor of the month. Sometimes your next big thing like RG3 doesn't last. But what I'm saying is Lamar Jackson, he was on the cover of Madden right away. He was MVP in his second year. He was a big deal. And he helped revolutionize things a little bit more because you uh we started looking for that that Lamar Jackson again a lot of a lot of teams started looking for that Lamar Jackson clone again and that's what we're kind of doing and then when we're looking at this draft we're looking at a guy like Malik Willis mm -hmm. who is a better thrower and we're going to talk about Malik a little bit too uh Shannon so let's go ahead and who is your idea of a next big thing in the NFL donning black and gold? Well, I'm considering it as top three at their position would be a uh, next big thing for the Steelers. And you already have Watt and you have Hayward. And again, I agree with Tony Fitzpatrick is in that group as well. So the next guy that I think has that potential would be Najee Harris. If he gets a good offensive line in front of him with his complete game running, receiving out of the backfield, I think he is he would easily be in one of the top three running backs if he gets some more support and help. Let me ask you a question about that, Shannon, because he is my guy too. This That's the guy that I'm saying is going to be the next big thing. I think the answer to the title of our show is yes, he is on the roster, and he is Najee Harris. I have no problem with Minka Fitzpatrick coming from Tony. I I agree. But when you're looking league-wide, I think that with the way running backs are going right now in the NFL, there are not many flag bearers from teams that are running backs. You have Derrick Henry, and I think you have Najee Harris right now. Uh, it looked like Alvin Kamara was going to be that guy. But it just seems like it's it's these two guys that I, I'm probably we could throw some stuff guys on the co comment board, please do, because I'm sure I'm missing some guys. Jonathan but, Taylor. 
Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Taylor is is definitely going to be one of them. And when you look at those three guys, that's a really good example of they have adequate quarterbacks. They have good quarterbacks. They don't have great quarterbacks. The the Chiefs, excuse me, the Colts don't have a great quarterback. They've they've got a guy now that could get it done. They had a guy in Wentz that could get it done. They had a guy in Rivers that could you know, kind of get it done. All of them, but they, you're not knocking the you're not knocking the door down to say that these guys are great. Tannehill, same thing. We're kind of expecting we're Mitchell Trubisky to be that same guy, and that's and that works if you've got a great running back. But my question to Shannon, Shannon brought up a very good thing. Ryan O'Toole brought up a very good thing if the line doesn't still suck. Could he get by, and I'm talking Najee, with an adequate line? Last year was not, like you said, was not even adequate. It was towards the bottom of the league, if not the worst. If they can have average, is what I was hoping for last year. If they could just have average offensive line with – that would allow them to, you know, with the mobility of the quarterback and be able to do rollouts and play actions and stuff like that to fully implement Canada's offense, then I think that will assist Harris. You know, the last year was like the lowest number of 1,000-yard rushers that I can remember in a good while. One reason, Nick Chubb is excellent. He's a great running back, but he dealt with the injury a lot. Um Again, Derrick Henry, he was injured some. Um, Jonathan Taylor, uh, you know, yeah, Mixon for the Bengals, he hit a thousand, but they just wasn't very much, very many thousand yard rushers. So it's the running back position with the rule changes has been devalued. Whereas wide receivers, as we've seen this offseason, their salaries and their value is sky high. So therefore, Anybody who can run the ball effectively, like the Titans and the Ravens and stuff, they have a huge advantage because defenses are built to stop those explosive passing games now. Very good, and I do appreciate that. They they are definitely uh, in the conversation when you talk about the offensive line of moving on up and getting better. When I say they, the Pittsburgh Steelers offensive line, so I'm getting really excited about what they can do and who they're bringing in. But I, I really think that uh, Najee did something last year, and I talk about this, I even talked about this in season. What impressed me the most about Najee Harris is he took a minus three and made it a plus one a lot last year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I know he led he led in carries I the entire league. They're looking, Mike Tomlin likes that bell cow, and I know that scares people, but you always have the... Uh, the threat of running the wheels off of the guy. But I think at 6'2", I think this guy is built like a running back of the 70s and 80s that could carry a team. And that's kind of how they're building this team. And they're building it around Najee Harris. And I think he's, I think he could be the poster boy for running backs in the NFL and not just the Pittsburgh Steelers. So I'm really excited for him. Our good friend Tate Boys, yes, Kevin Tate. And if you're not checking out his show on Sundays and also on the uh, podcast network, you're missing out. Tate Boys gives us a dollar ninety nine 
Muth on his way to being a top five tight end. Britsburg Owen, who has shown up on my show, Bad Language, also on Sundays the last couple of weeks. He agrees. Next big thing will be Pat Fryermuth. He will be better than Travis Kelsey and Gronk. Do you consider him a top a top three guy? Because I, I one guy we're missing in there, I'm still th- he's injured a lot, but George Kittle, you can't you can't keep him out of the conversation because when he's healthy, he's he's awesome. Tony, Muth, what do you think? Oh, and he, the potential is certainly there. I mean, you see it. He has he has the athleticism. He has the toughness. He has the attitude. You know, he has great hands. He has the ability to catch uh, catch the ball in the red zone. Uh, the the, the ability is there, and that brings me back to to the point about you know people still harping on, you know, their first two picks last year. I mean, you brought in Harris and you brought in uh Friar Muth and you know, they, they weren't offensive linemen, but you know, like we've said many times, you can't, you can't do it, do that all at once. Uh, sometimes you have to, I think Dave wrote an article about that on Monday. Sometimes you have to sacrifice other positions to improve other positions. So, you know, uh, to me, you, you have players like Harris and Friar Muth are, are already in the fold and if you can improve that line, I mean, these guys are going to be, they have the potential to be, you know, Harris has the potential to be up there with Derrick Henry and Taylor and those guys. And of course, Frymuth has, you know, people already saying he, he could be up there with Kelsey and those guys. So uh, I, I'm, I'm very excited about both of those players. All right. Let me ask you a question here. Uh, Dwayne Braxton chimes in with Nick Chubb is the guy. And you know what? I told you I was going to leave a guy out. Yes. I am putting Nick Chubb on that list of great running backs. I think Najee Harris has the opportunity and has the potential. I know the P word, that's a dirty word, potential sometimes. But I I think he can top them all. But I love everything about Nick Chubb as well. The Steelers, for some reason, have matched up well against Nick Chubb over the past couple years. They have not completely destroyed him. I know he's had some runs against him but nothing that's really killed this team. But Nick Chubb, to me, is great as well. So we've talked about two guys so far in Nick Chubb and Lamar Jackson. I don't know if Nick Chubb was ever the next big thing, but as far as running backs, he was pretty good. But they were drafted in 2018, and drafted ahead of him was a guy that is finally getting some respect from Steeler fans, Terrell Edmonds. But let me ask you this. You have an opportunity to go back in time and take a mulligan and do a do-over. And you decide not to go with Terrell Edmonds. And I'm going to give you three names. They're all different positions. But three guys that you can replace that pick with. They would be these three. Lamar Jackson. Nick Chubb or Jesse Bates, the safety from Cincinnati? Shannon? Oh, for me, it'd be Nick Chubb's definitely. He, um, they wouldn't be having the running back issues they had, you know, with the bell being gone, it would have transitioned well. I know we had Connor, but even if, you know, you'd have a two headed monster there if you'd have had Chubb. Uh, but again, would he have been as good with the Steelers because our offensive line was so bad? So, uh, but yeah, of those three, I would say Chubb. Tony? 
Oh, I, I'd go with the quarterback, Lamar. I mean, you can say what you want about his passing and, and, and things like that, but he's a weapon. I mean, he's a former MVP. He's, he's, they, and they tailored their entire team around him. They built their entire team around him, which was a smart move. The Ravens say what you want about them. They're a, a great organization, just like the Steelers are. So I would like to think that the Steelers would do everything that they could to uh, build the, the, their offense around Lamar Jackson, just like the Ravens did. So it would have to be him because it's hard to find that guy. And we know he might not be – maybe he's not going to go to the Hall of Fame, but he's a proven guy as far as at least what he can do. Uh, you know, and, and he's the Ravens' identity now. So, you know, he's the reason why they're contenders. He's the sole reason, I, I think. You know, they have a good team, but he's the sole reason why, why they're always uh, so highly uh, thought of every preseason. So I would have to, I would have to go with that quarterback because we, 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 we know he's a proven commodity in the NFL today. That's why in 2018 he was a next big thing because he has made it so everybody is trying to find that Lamar Jackson type player. Now they're looking for Lamar Jackson with an arm. And Tate Boys, again, another great comparison here. My comp for Malik Willis is Steve McNair 2.0. I also think Najee will send a top three running back next year on par with JT and King Henry. But when you look at nobody's going to not take a Steve McNair, right? Mm. No, uh, believe me. <laughs> I, 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 we, we knew all, like we, we had enough years of experience with Steve McNair to know that he was a great quarterback. Yeah. So, oh my gosh, he, he destroyed the Steelers oh. over and over and over again. And, you know, they, uh, luckily for the Houston Oilers, or the Steelers would have a losing record against that franchise because when you look at the Steelers versus the, the Titans, they're probably about two down. They're they're probably two down head to head, but because of the Oilers and the remaining the same franchise, they're they're ahead of them. So that, mm-hmm. that's something I always like to bring up. They're they're still there, but they had trouble with the Titans and and the uh, even the Tennessee Oilers, you know, because you got to remember. Steve McNair played for the Houston Oilers, the Tennessee Oilers, and the Tennessee Titans. Then he played for the Baltimore Ravens. I saw <laughs> way too much of Steve McNair. Now, I'd love to be seeing him now. Um, yeah. What a tragedy that was that we that we lost Steve McNair. But, man, what an amazing quarterback out of Alcorn State, 1994 draft pick. Gosh, that guy was phenomenal. So actually, I'm sorry, 1995 draft pick. I apologize. I just ran that off the top of my head. But let's let's talk about Malik Willis now. Steelers would love to make him the guy if they can get him. Something happened today, and it just happened about less than an hour ago. Actually, a little bit more than an hour ago, but right before we're going on. So I did not get to break into this too well. Gentlemen, what do you know about the trade between the Philadelphia Eagles and the New Orleans Saints. They were draft pick trades. But I was I was reading it fast. Well, I was reading it at a red light, so I didn't get a chance to delve into it. And then I had to get ready for the show. What do you know about this trade? Uh, Tony, Shannon, do you know any of the details on it? I if I if I remember correctly from reading it on Twitter, the the Saints get the Eagles pick it. They move it from 18 to 16 and then the, the Saints also get the 19th pick, I think. And, and then the Eagles get a bunch of uh, other draft picks. Including a number the, one next year. 
Yeah. So I think I think that was that was a pick. And I think what that says is that the Saints are in in play for a quarterback now because that's why they picked up that extra first round pick so they can get a quarterback. Brilliant trade by the Eagles. I'll tell you why. Here I have it in front of me, according to Adam Schefter. Eagles are sending pick number 16, number 19, number 194 in the sixth round to the, the Saints in exchange for pick number 18, number 101 in the third round, number 237 in the seventh round, and a 2023 first round pick and a 2024 second round pick. That's crazy. Oh my gosh. If you're the Eagles, you just scored and you have. You have two number one picks at 15 and 18. The Saints now are at 16 and 19. You know the Saints are going to take a quarterback. Mm-hmm. That's, I mean, okay. Let, let me rephrase that because I don't want to, I don't want to speak in absolutes, but you you gotta be pretty sure your gut's telling you that they're going to go ahead and do this. That that's what they're looking at doing. They need a quarterback. That means that. Malik Willis is not likely to fall to the Steelers at number 20. They're going to have to move if they want this guy bad enough. Tony, you're shaking your head, so I it sounds like you're agreeing with me. Well, I knew this. I, I, I shouldn't say I knew this because like that's an absolute, but I kind of felt this way a couple months ago when Willis first came on the radar, you know, and, and, and you know, he showed off that arm and that athleticism and, and uh, you know, him along with Pickett and, and, and uh, you know, all that, that whole class. I mean, you can say what you want about the, the strength of the class as a whole, but these guys get, they get, uh, they get overdrafted every year and, and, or, or at least they get projected higher than maybe they, they would have if they were playing at a different position. And you got the, you got the, the Saints, you got all these other teams uh, that, that are in the market for a quarterback now, including the Colts, even though they have Matt Ryan. Um, so yeah, I, I, they would have to make a major move now to, to, to move up and get Willis and maybe even pick it at this point. Well, amazing. I don't want to lose this and I can't find it. So, but I'm going to go ahead and uh, read it from memory because I don't want to lose a $5. A, I almost said $5 foot it. long. I'm, I'm hungry. You have, have it. it right it's, it's from Snowman. Tony, go ahead and answer. I'll let you read it. Go ahead and answer that one. Tony, and thank you for the $5, Snowman. Uh, Robin Masters, our resident. If you have a choice, who would you rather bowl with? Jerome Bettis or Earl Anthony? Well, I mean, I, I like bowling. I don't like watching bowling. I mean, you know, uh, I don't. I couldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't pick uh, Earl Anthony out of a lineup. But I do love the Steelers. So bowling and the Steelers, uh, it, it, bowling and, 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 and a Hall of Fame legend, uh, you know, in the same night, it would definitely have to be Jerome the Bus Bettis. I, for for no doubt, all the stories, you know. I mean, it would be, and I'm and I'm at my most social and most charming when I bowl. I, that's how I talk to. <laughs> To the ladies and everything. So I, I wouldn't be afraid. You know, I'm sometimes afraid to to uh, do podcasts with, with Steeler players and interview. I wouldn't be afraid to interview Jerome while bowling. I would just be casual. So your best memory this and and what happened with the Rams, you know, all that stuff. It would, it would, it would be great. So you're the Fonzie of the bowling alley, right? Is that what you're telling well, me? Well, I, I used to be, but now I'm approaching 50. Not so much anymore. I'm more all like right. the uh, Ralph Mouth. Ladies... If you want a good time, we don't have to. You don't have to look on the restroom wall. You can find Tony here at BTSC and your local <laughs> bowling alley in in uh, Crafton. There you go. There you you go. bowling well, Crafton, uh, uh, Lawrenceville. Lawrenceville. Go ahead, give them a plug. Go ahead. Um, 
It's uh, Arsenal Lanes in Lawrenceville. There you go. You can find Tony there Sundays, Sunday nights. Go ahead. Bowl, good snack bar. Bowling alleys have great snack bars. Well, they have a good bar. They have a great bar in the back. Yeah. But what about the snack bar though? Do they have a good snack bar? Yeah, they have a decent snack bar. I mean, I really don't. I just buy beer. You know, I really don't look at the snacks. <laughs> like, just get in the beer. Right. Yeah. I'm good. Um, Myrna, Jane, and Bert are asking a question here to Shannon. You could answer this if you wish. You don't have to. 51. So Shannon is the outer statesman here at 51. I'm Jan Brady. I'm the middle. I'm at 50. And Tony is right behind at 49. Ron Chess. Ron Chess Bowls. Really? At Arsenal. Wow, cool. Guys, cool. I hope yeah. I don't make you mad with any of my articles. Jeez. <laughs> Ron, Ron Chess is, has been a great friend of the show. So I I don't think I'll so. Look, so I'll have to look for you there. So, yeah, go ahead. And uh, Myrna, Jane, and Bert. Well, wow, I turned 50 in September. So there we go. Is it 1971, 1972? There were some good times. I'm a 71. What are you, 69 or 70, Shannon White? 70. 70, 1970. So we're all born in the 70s, the decade of polyester. <laughs> so, so we talked about that trade with Malik Willis. I, yeah, I, I just don't think that's going to happen. But the question is, Say Malik Willis somehow ends up in black and gold. And if he does, what happens there? Is would he be is he the NFL's next big thing? Is the question. Doesn't matter where he ends up. He's probably gonna end up in black and gold, but the different kind of black and gold, which is in New Orleans. Hmm. Personally, um, I like Desmond Ritter and Matt Corral more than I like Willis. Willis is a, is a credible athlete. He's a fine young man. I think he's going to take a little while to develop and be ready. Uh, if he goes to the right place and is utilized correctly, he could be a star. But he also could be a bust if he goes to the wrong place with the wrong supporting cast and you ask him to do things that He's this doesn't going to fit his skill set. So I'm hoping that teams will be enamored with him and pick it and, you know, uh, Sam Howe. Some people saying that the Saints are really interested in Sam Howe. So I hope that's how it falls. And then the Steelers could choose between Ritter and Matt Corral. Very interesting. Now, do you think that Ritter and Corral, Tony, are first round draft picks, or they should be, or they're more second round talent that are being mocked up to the first right now? I think, you know, they're probably maybe early second round picks, late first round, but, but because there's such a, uh, a need for quarterbacks, you know, I, I think Carson Wentz and, uh, Jared Goff were overdrafted. They weren't going to go one and they shouldn't have been the first and second players picked in 2016. It was just they, they the teams traded up to get them because they, they needed quarterbacks. But I think you know just because I think they're you know early second late first doesn't mean they can't be great quarterbacks in the NFL. And I and I think one of those guys or maybe both of them are going to be there at 20. So it'd be it's going to be interesting to 
to see what they do if one of the because I don't think I don't think there's any way Willis and Pickett are going to be there at at, at twenty. There's no, they're not even going to be they're going to be long gone. They're going to be hugging the commissioner like Tomlin said about Jordan Davis. <laughs> so um, uh, it's going to be interesting to see if they if they draft one. I, I would love I would love a shot at Willis though. I, I just he intrigues me. Wow. So there you go. I mean, with Shannon saying that that uh, I don't know how, but gosh, I, I can't believe that, that he is considered a first rounder right now, but uh, he could be a treasure of the saints. So that's really interesting. I was not aware of that. I'm glad you told me. Um, Richland lanes, bad says my good friend nap, 1963. One of my buddies there, he got a chance to meet nap at Heinz field. Um, yeah, I spent a lot of time at Richland lanes. I will tell you that not a good bowler, but I, I was there just, uh, flirt with girls, the super bowl in Winburn. I was uh, now it's a auto dealership. Um, but I was at the Super Bowl a lot too. The only time I was going to a Super Bowl. And funny thing, I was at the Super Bowl when Tim Wakefield made his Pirates debut in 1992. I would never forget that. I was like oh. trying to listen to it because I knew the knuckleballer was making his debut. So I was really excited. So we are going to wrap up this show with one more question. Of all the guys that have been mocked to the Steelers, let's keep Willis out of it. Let's keep, uh, since we've already talked about Willis, but all the guys that have been mocked to the Steelers, which one do you have just even an inkling that they could be the next big thing in the National Football League and wearing black and gold? Shannon, I start with you. Your main guys who have been mocked to them? Yes. Are rumored? In the first round, I don't think Jordan Davis will fall that far. Uh, so I'm going to say White, the other defensive lineman from Georgia. from Georgia, I think would be a a great replacement for Stephon Tuitt and insurance in case he doesn't uh, feel motivated and come back this year. But I think White could be on the same line with Hayward. I think he could be dominant. So I think he could be a big thing. And you think that he could be that big in the entire league? Mm-hmm. There, there you go. That's that's really good. Tony, what about you? Oh, I agree with Shannon. I, I don't think Jordan Davis is going to be there. But I, I, if he is I, I, and they somehow get him, or he's going to be – I think he has a chance to be uh, a dominant player because he's just such an athletic – freak of nature and and you know we see how these guys are now i mean they're 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 300 pounds and they have no fat and they run a 4.840 and i think he could be that guy. people think oh he's a he's a two down player well you don't know what you don't know what he's gonna that's like again talking in absolutes about these draft picks you don't know what he he could he could be aaron donald for all for all we know so uh i think jordan davis has a great chance to be a, a, a the next big thing as a defensive player and i would love him to fall at 20. I don't think it's going to happen, but it would be, it would be so fantastic. Like I just said, somebody is going to be stuck in the green room. Somebody is going to be hugless when the Steelers are drafting at 20. I, I think it could be a guy like Jordan Davis. I, I really do. So that's a guy that I would look at as well. Um, Got to tell you, check out BTSC for just updates on this updates on everything so many great shows. Oh my, my gosh, we have so many great shows. And I'm going to take you, I'm going to break down the fourth wall a little bit here. And 
one of the reasons I'm going to go ahead and do that is because on our Slack channel right now, these guys are talking about Kennywood. And I can't talk about Kennywood right now because I'm doing a show. But if you're t- talking about our guys that can just talk about anything and make it interesting, we've got guys like Dave Schofield and we've got guys like uh, Kyle Kreiss and Greg Benevit from what Ian's talking about. And we've got so many people that throw in so much fun stuff. And I've got to bring up Kyle Christ because this is the kind of stuff you hear when you're on his show. Was never tall enough for the laser loop. Log jammer for life. But a question. Did anyone use the saying, Kenny was open if your fly was down? I have heard that before. I've heard Kenny was open. I didn't know what it meant. Shannon, have you ever heard that? I know Tony's saying yes. Uh, no, <laughs> I've been to Kennywood, uh, but I've never heard that. But my gosh, I got to tell my wife that one because my Kennywood was just open an hour ago before I took her to the doctor. She goes, your phone's always down. I'm like, well, I, oh, okay. I mean, it's just always down. I mean, just, I, but they're always when I put new pants on, when I put pants on. So there you go. Um, we got to get out of here. I got to bring up, I got to bring up our, our girl though here. Kathy Ford, she's just put black and gold hearts, and there's a blue heart there. And what's that blue heart? Where's Kathy from? Come on, tell UNC. me. No, she's from Kansas. Here. Kansas, Kathy. Oh, I'm sorry. I probably offended so, her. Go Jayhawks. I've always hey, liked Kansas. Yes? Go Tar Heels. Oh. oh. <laughs> hey, I remember like fighting words. Danny and the Miracles back in 1988 with Larry Brown. So, Kathy, I've got your back. I've got the Jayhawks back. Tony, I don't think Tony cares. And Shannon, Shannon, he doesn't have your back. So, see who your favorite BTSCer is. Kansas stomps West Virginia's behind in basketball all the time. I I cannot root for Kansas. So, and I do like North Carolina. And so let's go Tar Heels. Well, I mean, all right. My my philosophy every time I fill out a bracket is always you can never go wrong with Kansas. So you know, I could I could put I could pick them to win every year, and I'm pretty good like ten percent of the time. And I like that Kansas font too. That's really cool. Yeah. yeah. Plus, Will Chamberlain went there, and guess what? I'm kind of like the Will Chamberlain of BTSC. Hundred points. Um, <laughs> no, I'm not. In what way? <laughs> I, I can't even. I can't even do that. Let me bring up. Yeah, I. I I'm a male. <laughs> that's probably it. I'm, I'm a dude, and uh, that's the only. That's the only thing that I can be compared to. Um, Will Chamberlain. I got to bring up Nap 1963. Um, you know he's a fantastic guitarist. Man, we have we can get an all star band between Jerry Cherry and Nap. And all these people, the musicians, and I don't know if you know this, fantastic classically trained singer is one Jeff Hartman as well. We can we can have a fantastic band if we put them together. FYI, if there's any blues fans in the Pittsburgh area, I am playing Wednesday night at the Pittsburgh Cigar Alliance, Heron Avenue, no cover, BYOB. Wow. So, Tony, go check it out. Yeah, that's uh, I, I kind of grew up over that way. There, there you go. So th- that would be tons of fun. All right. We got to get on out of here. You've got to do three things for us 
First of all, I'm going, going to say one, be safe. Two, be true to yourself. Yeah, be you. Use the only you I want to be around. Don't be a you that someone else's. Be you. And three, always be behind the steel curtain. And I got to tell you, for Shannon White, for Tony Defio, WrestleMania was yesterday. It was awesome. Pat um, McAfee. Pat McAfee. By the way, Pat McAfee. Off the top rope, baby. Pat McAfee was incredible. <laughs> Pittsburgh's own Pat McAfee from Plum. He did. He did, he pulled a rock yesterday. He did commentary while he was beating the guy's butt. <laughs> he put the headphones on and did commentary. I love Pat. the only bad thing about Pat McAfee is he was never a Steeler. He would have been one of the greatest Steelers of all time. But he was a Mountaineer. He yeah. was. I I used to. I had season tickets back in the day when. When he'd kick a field goal and they put uh, SpongeBob on the screen going, yo, Patrick. I mean, that's what they do with it. I mean, he was a field goal kicker. And Pat McAfee was awesome. He fought twice yesterday. He ended up fighting Vince McMahon. In a, so he had two matches in a row. So awesome stuff. But Pat McAfee, hey, that's talking football. I loved it. Um, if you get a chance to check out The More You Know this week, I've got since it was WrestleMania weekend, I have all Steeler WrestleMania wrestling connections on there too. That was a lot of fun. Um, so Tony for Tony for Shannon. My name is Brian Anthony Davis. My name is bad. And just when you think you've got all the answers to quote that great rowdy, Roddy Piper, who was in the main event of WrestleMania one Tonester. We keep changing the questions. Shannon white. All right, and Stone Cold Stunner for McAfee, and he still was drinking a beer while he's laying on the ground. You got to love that. We will see you all later. Bad out. I love you. These guys do too. Mark Tobin says, Minky getting paid. <laughs> <laughs>
your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.